0: Hey, Jay Calloway here, Pastor of the Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd to Core Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Our brand new sermon series, we're calling it Fear Not. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever gone through something that was completely out of your control and you wake up the morning and by the time you go to bed, everything, everything is different. It is a massive upheaval. It's as if the, your entire life just threw up on itself and you just go like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks is we're going to talk about this idea of fear not. I want you to think about this for a moment. Did you know that the Bible says 365 times the command, fear not, or do not be afraid? All of the, just, just the, the command, the declaration to us from God the Father to say, don't be afraid. I think that was such an incredible thought, 365 times. One man even said it's 366 so that, it, that day on leap year is covered. But I want you to know that I believe that God is doing an incredible, incredible thing in your life, and you may be walking through some times of upheaval. You might be walking through some times of chaos. You might be walking through some times that it just completely seems like everything is uncertain. But I want you to know, the Word of God says that you are not to fear. You are not to fret. You are supposed to hold strong. In fact, how many of your Bibles say yes? If you don't say, oops, turn with me in your Bible to Isaiah, the 44th chapter, Isaiah chapter 44. And we're going to look at verse eight, and this is going to be our key verse as we go through. We're going to camp on this verse and kind of look at what it seems and what, what it's all about. It says there, do not tremble, nor be afraid. That's one of the 366 of times. Do not tremble, do not be afraid of the violent upheavals to come. I have, I not long ago proclaimed to it to you and declared it and and you are my witnesses is there a god besides me he says therefore there is no other rock i know of none in other words god's looking around he's looking and said is there anybody else but me is there anyone else that you can camp on is there anyone else that you can put your trust in i don't think so i've been around since forever and there's no one that's come in to take me out of my seat. Is God. God is basically saying that. And I want us to understand a couple of things about this. As a child of God, we have faith to move mountains. We have a sure foundation. We have a talk that's confident and a walk that is sure-footed. And I want you to think about that as you walk through these times of uncertainty. As you walk through times of chaos or upheaval, you can have this time of not fearing at all. There's just a couple of things that you need to do. But as a child of God, one of the things that we do every single day is we just proclaim who we are. So I want you to proclaim it with me like you mean it and you believe it. Today, I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today, I will hear the Word of God. Today, I will do the will of God. Today, I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name, amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you, give them a high five, and say, I believe it for you too. Amen. In fact, let me just encourage you, as you are there, why don't you give somebody a call or why don't you just message somebody on your phone? Maybe put out a message on on your connection, your circle, in Messenger, wherever it might be and say, hey, why don't you join me? There is a very relevant message getting ready to happen and I'm believing that you are going to be a child of God that has faith beyond your wildest imagination. Just go ahead and do that right now. But I want to talk to you about this. I want you to talk to you about the idea of fearing not, you know, we're in a season of time where it seems like everybody around is addicted to fear. You see it in the, in the television shows, you see it in there that Halloween is getting ready to come up here and, and there's always the ghosts and ghouls and goblins and everything else. And there is this element that you can get addicted to fear. You can get addicted to the adrenaline rush of fear. This idea that there is this realm that, that, that will grip us and cause us. You see, because fear causes some things. Fear will cause us to freeze, to where we cannot make a decision. Fear will cause us to panic, to where we have a emotional um, struggles, even in our thinking and our thought process. Fear will do all kinds of things, but the reality and the reason is, is because fear always comes when we didn't see things coming. In other words, there's some times where we walk through, and honestly, with the last couple of years now, or the last 18 months, Things have happened in such a way that we didn't see it coming, this pandemic, and people will say, I didn't see it coming. I remember we just recently um, uh, remembered the the 9-11 attacks, the 20 years ago, and people will go, didn't see it coming. And then there will be others will go like, wait a minute, what do you mean you didn't see it coming? There were warning signs all over that the world was in upheaval. There were warning signs all over that there is going to be another pandemic coming like the one at the turn of the century of the 1900s. We hear these terms and we hear these things, but can we really truly know that an upheaval is coming? I believe we can. In other words, I believe that there is a mindset there that we need to understand that there is going to be times. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, it says there, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It doesn't say, if I walk through the valley of the shadow. It doesn't say, possibly, I walk through the valley. You know, in the one passage of Scripture where it says there, some trust in chariots, others in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. In other words, there are things that we can trust that are in this world, but they're going to let us down. In the same way, there is this idea that things come. It says, even though you walk through the, through the valley, in another passage of scripture, it says, even though you walk through the flood, you will not drown. Even though you walk through the fire, you will not burn. So now we are going to, we're experiencing massive flood. We're going to experience massive fire. We're going to experience valley or the shadow of death. And these things are expected in the word of God. Sometimes we sit back and we're going to say, you know, oh, it's just always positive. It's always hunky dory. It's always whatever hunky-dory means. That's just a term that I use. And I probably got it from my mother. But anyway, I will say that there's times where it seems like everything is good. And can I just tell you that when everything is going well, it doesn't seem like we need that term, fear not. When everything seems like it's in place. It doesn't seem like we need that play. We need those realms of saying, fear not. And yet, it's when chaos happens. And yet, in, that, in those times of upheaval, in that time of uncertainty, or in the time of chaos, we need to remember something. In fact, that term chaos or that term upheaval literally means a violent and sudden change and a disruption of everything. I remember in 2020, that when that, those moments came where the pandemic was coming through and everything changed, and it was like nothing was the same. And we're experiencing a lot of that and we're trying to get back to what it used to be, and yet there's this sense that nothing's the same. How do we walk that through? You see, chaos is always on the edge of, uh, of, or the road that brings in, that, that brings in certainty is always at the edge of chaos. And you see, it's at the edge of chaos is where the road appears. The edge of chaos is where the river appears. I'm reminded in that passage of scripture in Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, it says there, Are you going to be aware? I'm getting ready to do a new thing. I will make you a road and I will, and I will make you a river. But where? Where does he make those roads, and where does he make those rivers? He, brings, he makes the road in the wilderness. Why? why? Why would he need to make a road in the wilderness? It's because sometimes that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in the chaos of the wilderness. We find ourselves in the upheaval of the wilderness. I have to tell you, I love kind of the apocalyptic movies. I like the, you know, the movies that show show the, um, the chaos of massive war. And then, you know, 150, 200 years later in the futuristic realm of Mad Max, or or the the kinds of times where it seems like earthquakes have happened, and you see great monuments and they're just toppled over, and you you see these things, and, and the vines have have grown up, and the and the trees have grown up through all the buildings, and you see these 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 new pioneers or these new pilgrims and they're walking through what used to be a civilization but now it's wilderness and sometimes what happens is it's like in our life we find ourselves in this apocalyptic a mindset where it seems like everything is destroyed, and the monuments that we held on to so strong are toppled over, and the liberty that we seem to hold on to and believe or the education or the wealth or the things that we have that we've hold held on and said that will always be my foundation are completely destroyed. And it seems like we're living in that kind of world right now where the decisions being made and in, in those around us outside of our control or maybe, The decisions we're making right now is causing everything that we know to be turned on its head. Right now, our youth are going through a brand new sermon series in themselves on Wednesday nights called the upside down kingdom of God and the upside down kingdom. And what happens when it seems like everything is turned upside down? How do we make the decisions? How do we make this happen? Well, the first thing we need to say is don't fear. Don't be afraid. You see God is saying this he's saying listen i want you to understand this is coming you see fear happens when we're uncertain fear comes into our lives when it's when it's cast and we didn't see it coming and yet, what we see in the word of God is he's trying to warn us, there are going to be days of chaos. There's going to be days of pandemonium. There's going to be days, uh, there's going to be those days of upheaval where everything seems to, to go, uh, just, just can completely blow up in our lives. I remember several times in our life, in Vicki's and my life, where we, we woke up in the morning and the sun was shining and everything seemed to be doing just fine. Everything was going great. And then one moment of time and it can all turn on its head and we're walking into a crisis moment. I remember the day where we woke up and as we were preparing ourselves for church, it was on a Sunday morning. We went to church and everything was going well. And these were in the days before the pandemic. And I, I, we were at our Hammond campus and I was preaching and everything was going just fine. Everything's going great. I was hearing the rainfall and things were going. It was a, It was a rainy day. And everything seemed to be going just fine though. People were hearing a good message and we were worshiping and everything was going just great. And as I was ending my message and getting ready to leave the, the platform, somebody handed me a piece of paper and it says there, roads are closing. Everybody leave the building. And they finally they shut they came to me very quickly and said we need to get out of here very quick because they're shutting all the roads from from Hammond to Munster and and even into Illinois because there was a major flood before the night fell before the sun came up the next morning i had 8 feet of water in my basement there was ch- there was waist high water all around within the next 48 hours i was vicky and myself were eventually with our children and all of our and as many belongings as we could get were boated out of our out of our house by the National Guard. I remember as we were floating over, we felt something sc- scrape the bottom and realized it was the top part of the picket fence in our front yard. The water was so high that it was above our fence. We could not step into our the first. Step of our basement. We couldn't step onto the porch on any one of our plate and any one of the steps outside of our house with our, our foot going underwater. We were completely surrounded by flood. For the next seven weeks, we lived with our son in his, in his apartment. And as we went back in, we realized the chaos. We realized the things that we had lost. We had realized that there was things that that we were saving and and mementos and, and things that reminded us of our raising of our children, papers that they had and little gifts that they had given us, and complete collections of things that were in that basement that we couldn't get out in time. Life had changed. Nothing would be the same again. And as we see that happen, all of a sudden now, as we are in that same kind of season and 12 years later, I remember those days. I remember that, that, that time very clearly because it was a chaos. It was a wilderness. It was a desert. It was something that when I woke up in the morning, by the time I woke up the next morning, it was completely different. Everything had changed. And life was not going to be the same. But here we have this promise. God says this, do not tremble nor be afraid of the violent upheavals to come. In other words, do not be afraid, Jay, when your basement's filled with eight feet of water. Don't be afraid, Vicky, when, you, when you're being boated out of your house and you won't be able to get back in for seven weeks. Don't be afraid, Susan, when you get that bad report from the doctor's office. Don't be afraid, Bob, when the, when the business seems to be collapsing all around. Don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid, Joe, when that marriage seems to be starting to disintegrate. Don't be afraid. Put your name in there. Fill in the blank of what may be going on in your life. Maybe yours is much more gargantuan than a flood of your basement. Maybe yours is a life-ending kind of thing. Mine It was a seven-week, it was a seven, eight-week bout of trying to get our house back together, and we got our house back together. Things worked, everything was fine, and then all of a sudden, we walked through another upheaval, another one. You see, because sometimes we have to realize, and I've said this a long time, no matter what you're going through right now, why don't you just go through it slow enough to enjoy and let the joy come through, even in the times of fear, even in the times of discouragement, even in the times of upheaval and chaos, because you never know how bad the next one might be. You say, well, Jay, that's, kind of, that, that's kind of a pessimistic way of looking at things, isn't it? That's kind of a difficult way or, you know, that's kind of a downer. You're usually more encouraging than that. Well, here's my encouragement for you. Could I just tell you this? No matter how deep the flood might get in your life, God's deeper, No matter how bad and how devastating the the report from the doctor can be, God is greater. Can I just tell you this? He says there, he says there, do not tremble nor be afraid of the violent upheavals to come. I'm promising you there's going to be days where it's going to be beyond your ability. It's going to be beyond your control. But can I tell you, fear not. Don't be afraid because have I not long ago proclaimed to you and declared it? I, are you not my witnesses that there is no other God beside me and I've got it? I've got this. I've got your back. I've got your front. I've got your top. I've got your bottom. I am your rear guard. I am your front guard. I'm your side guard. I'm hovering over you and I am abo- and I am girding you up below you. Can I just tell you the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is right there and he's walking with you even in the midst of an upheaval, even in the midst of chaos, even even in the midst of uncertain times, he is a certain God and you can make it through. But how? Well, it's very simple. One of the things that you have to, be, you have to do is simply be aware that these days might come. There might be a day that you get the pink slip. There might be a day that you get the divorce decree. There might be a day when you get get a a death warrant uh, uh, from the doctor's office. There might be a day where the bankruptcy is inevitable. There might be a day where uh, a, a relationship just completely falls apart. Those days, whatever they might be, large or small, will come. And the reality is simply this. If you just... Realize to not let it shock you. Just realize that those kinds of days are going to come and you have to just be aware because chances are during the time of of a new thing that God is doing, it's going to feel like the wilderness, it's going to feel like nobody else is around. Those times when God is getting ready to do a new thing, as it says in Isaiah 43, it's going to feel dry, it's going to feel arid, it's going to feel barren. That dream that you had many years ago or the vision that you have for what's going to happen could be simply feeling like it's dry, dead, and it's like the the valley of Ezekiel's dead man's bones. That there's nothing there, but we still hear the voice of the Lord coming up and saying, "Son of man, can these bones live?" What he's saying is, "Is I'm going to get ready to bring up a well of living water in the middle of that desert, in the middle of your death, in the middle of your chaos, in the middle of all of these things going on, in the uncertainty, in the upheaval." Can I tell you? You might feel dry today, but I'm going to still, I'm going to tell you right now that you're going. He's getting ready to pour out a bucket that is never-ending, of living water all over you to saturate you, to fill you with the spirit of the living God, simply because he says, I want you to be aware. And remember, he doesn't make roads in the places that are already roads. He makes roads in the middle of your wilderness when you feel like you're all alone and everything has is gone, is gone into wilderness and chaos in all of those areas. He's going, getting ready to bring in a river in a place where it's dry and it's dead and nothing's growing. That's when he's saying, I've got you. It's gonna be okay. But I tell you, there's another thing that you need to do is you need to accept. It's simply this. If you will accept the idea that there are going to be dark days, they're going to accept the idea that upheaval will happen. You need to accept the idea that sometimes we walk through chaos because out of chaos becomes roads in the wilderness. Out of chaos becomes rivers in the desert. And out of the things where you feel like you've completely lost control out of the times where you feel like there is nothing that's going to happen. You have no idea how it's going to end. Oh, can I tell you, sometimes we don't know the end. And I wish we did. I cannot imagine the faith it took for Abraham to get up and leave his home. When God says to him, Abram, get up. I'm going to take you out of the land of the Chaldeans. I'm gonna take you out of this land and I'm gonna take you to a land that you know not of. Oh, could you imagine that? Can you imagine? I don't know about you, but I would not want to go to Vicky and say, Hey, babe, I need you to start packing up the house. Why? We're moving. Well where? I don't know. Well when? I have no clue. I'm going to tell you, my wife, she doesn't even like to walk out of a store and not know where the car is, where I parked. I learned a long time ago that if I want Vicki to feel comfortable, I need to give her a little bit of a path of where we're going. Have you ever been there before where you wake up one morning and you're going like, I have no idea what to do. Well, this was Abram. His name hadn't been changed to Abraham, which is the father of nations. It was Abram and his wife was Sarai. And they both had their name changed at one moment. And when they did is because they had decided to follow God, even in the middle of the wilderness, even in the middle of the chaos, they accepted that there will be times of upheaval. There will be times when God will get up and say, I need you to just get up and start walking. Where God, I don't know. Where, where Abram, I don't know. God is saying, I know, but I'm not gonna tell you. I just want you to get up and walk. At one moment, Abram had followed God in such a way that he says to Abram, I'm changing your name. And I'm changing your name from Abram to Abraham. And he added an H in Abraham in the middle of his name, from Abram to Abraham. And at the same time, he changed his wife Sarai's name from Sarai to Sarah. And the end of her name then had an H, And it was Sarah. What's interesting to note about that is in the Hebrew, that H is also, also the symbol for the spirit. It's a symbol for breath. And can I tell you that what God is trying to say to each one of us is I'm getting ready to do a new thing in you, but it's going to require you to accept a little bit of chaos in your life. You're going to have to require to accept a little bit of upheaval in your life. You're going to have to be able to be, accept a little bit of uncertainty in your life. I believe the reason why Abram's name was changed is simply because he was willing to accept that God was going to take him to a land he knew not of. That he was willing that Sarah got a touch of the Holy Spirit. You see, that H was that That breath, can I tell you, God's wanting to put a little bit of H in your name. He's wanting to put a little bit of breath on you. He's wanting to breathe into you a brand new life. He's wanting to breathe into you a brand new spirit, but you're gonna have to accept some times of upheaval. You're gonna have to accept some times of chaos. You're going to have to accept some times of uncertainty and saying, I don't know the answer. I don't know what the win is. I don't know what the, what what is going to happen, but I'm going to tell you something. All I know is I've got, I trust a God who does know the end because he's the alpha and he's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the one that started this thing. So he's the one that's going to end this thing. As we talked a few weeks ago, we we were reminded that God is the Alpha. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. And we talked about it, that you need to believe that. There needs to be an acceptance, because if not, if we don't accept it, then all we're going to do is fear. All we're going to be able to do is have this fear inside of us. So here's my point today. I wanna encourage you that as we walk through this time as we walk through this season, fear not. If you're walking through some seasons of upheaval or some seasons of chaos, or a time of a little bit of uncertainty, just accept that it's gonna be inevitable that these things will happen. Dave Ramsey says that there's a major financial crisis every decade in a person's life. Are he prepared for it? You see, I believe that you are a child of the Most High God. I am a child of the Most High God and a good father will always take care of his kids. A good dad will always bring his kids around him and be present in those moments of times. I know right now I can't be with my children all the time. They're raising their children. Some of my children don't live right here next to us. They don't live in my home. I'm not checking in on them to make sure that they're, that they're um, <clears throat> making curfew. They've long past lived. Uh, past those seasons of making sure they're in at a certain time in, in my world. They're raising their own children. They're sitting the curfews for their own children. But I do know this, that if there's ever a time of, of chaos or upheaval for their life, I can tell you what will happen. They'll give me a call. Hey, Dad, can you help me? I've got a decision to make. I'm not sure where I'm heading this way. or I don't know what's going on. Dad, can you just simply pray And can I tell you, you have a Father in heaven that's just like that. He was always there. He's training you. He's guiding you. He's convicting you. He's spurring you on. The King of kings and the Lord of lords loves you. And He says you're going to make it through. When you accept something that is going to happen, then you won't blame. When you accept that there's times of life that are beyond your control, beyond anything that you've ever done, maybe it's no decisions or anything, it's just simply, it's done. You're not going to blame your spouse or blame the economy or blame the nation you live or blame the leader or blame the pastor, or blame the church, blame your marriage, blame your mom and dad. Blame? No, blame is out when you just accept that there's seasons of upheaval. There's When you accept it, you're saying, I'm going to have to go through it. But the second thing you do is that you remain calm. Don't allow your emotions to get all ratcheted up and say, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, or I I can't make it through. Don't say those things. Don't allow the emotions and the fear that grips you. For Psalm 131, David says, I calm myself and quiet myself. You have that strength inside of you. And then you'll be strong for others. God is wanting you to be strong for someone. You're needing to have that faith inside of you. Because He says there in, in the Word of God, He has not given you a spirit of fear, but He's given you a spirit uh, 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 that is strong, a spirit of a sound mind, a spirit that, is, that, that will keep you walking and loving the ones that, that you're around. That you are are there to be strong for the ones that you lead, for the ones that you lift, and for the ones that you love. God is saying to each one of us, I want you to fear not even in the middle of upheaval. I want you to fear not. I declare it and I command it. I've given you a fear not for every single day of the year. Because He knows this, if the enemy can get you to fear, If the enemy can put fear all over you and let that seep down deep in your heart, then he's got you. But here's the biggest thing, can I tell you right now? The greatest, the greatest enemy of fear is faith. Just a simple measure of faith in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, just to let him hear hear the King say to you, you got this, you're going to make it through. I am your father, you're my child. Can I just say for you today, if you're walking through that time, all you gotta do is cry out to him. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords and he wants to bless you. He wants to come in and be your Lord and be your God. And here is probably the greatest prayer that anybody can ever pray. Pray this any time that you're walking through. Dear God, please help me remember that real faith is not receiving what I want from you, It is graciously accepting what you give me. Because sometimes that amazing road only comes through the chaos of the wilderness. And sometimes that brand new river only comes in the devastating death of the desert. I want to guide you and and I want to encourage you today to commit your life to Christ to commit it so that he can walk with you and talk with you. Pray this prayer with me, would you? All over this place, say, Lord Jesus, today I have faith in you. I believe and I declare that God raised you from the dead and that you are the son of the living God. And Lord Jesus, I ask now for you to be the Lord and the leader of my life, and that you will be given all glory through my life as I walk, not in fear, but in faith, even in the middle of the upheaval. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you guys. We just want you to know that we're praying for you. We believe that if you prayed that prayer, you are a brand new child of the Most High God. If you prayed that prayer and you've prayed it before, it's just a recommitment and a recovenant to all that He has called you to do and be. And we just want to bless you today. And I want to invite you to just to stretch your hands forward as I, pray, as I bless you. Today I bless you. I bless you and your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be lighthouses to your to your family, to all that are around in your neighborhood and your community. I bless you and your children that they would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you are faithful in raising them as the way that they should go according to the word of God. I bless you now in your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, to pay them on time, and that you would be faithful to to the word of God in generosity and all that he calls you in biblical stewardship. I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, that you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. I bless you now as you go to be a blessing to all around. God bless you guys. We're praying for you. We love you. We cannot wait to see and hear what God is doing in your life. Have a great, great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.